Well, I've titled tonight's message, I Want to Be Like Johnny B. Now, I have to give Rob credit for that uh, calling John the Baptist Johnny B because he's the only one I ever heard say that or call John the Baptist uh, Johnny B. And it's a catchy name and a name that to live up to, I believe. And we first find Johnny B in our study in John. Uh, when we studied through John so far, we found him in John 1, 19 through 27. He was given testimony of who he was and who he was not. And he said, and they asked him, who are you? He confessed, and he did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. He also answered who he was. He said, Listen to this right here. He said, I am the voice crying of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. But like... I like what Jesus calls him. For that, we need to turn over to Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to start reading in verse 1, 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 11. I'll give you just a second, verse 1 through 11. Give you just a second to get over there. And here we go. It says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his twelve disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard, John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered him, and said to Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now John may have never seen one of Jesus' miracles like we've seen in the show. We, he may or may not. The word of God does not tell us what happened there. But uh, he did hear... From them, and he went, and he was told, and I'm sure that he was jumping and shouting in prison for joy, and he was one shouting, "Yeah, you've seen it on the video." That's what John the Baptist was all about. Just as we've seen in that short clip, Jesus continues to speak here, and it says, "And blessed is he who is not offended because of me." As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, "What did you?" Go out into the wilderness and see. A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out and see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But what did you go out and see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Jesus says right here, what did you go out into the wilderness and see? A reed shaken by the wind? Now, a reed shaken by the wind, or as some versions say, swaying in the wind, it's a metaphor for someone who lacks conviction and is easily swayed by public opinion. Or to say, swayed by the ways of the world. John was completely opposite of that. He was one who spoke his mind when it come to the things 
that are right in God's eyes. And it did not stop him. He did not hesitate to go in front of Herod and call Herod out on the sins that he was committing in his life. And Jesus goes on and says, But what did you go out and see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in the king's house. <clears throat> no, we did not see John the Baptist in fancy dress, did we? He was, he was uh, a man who dressed like the old prophets did, but he himself claimed that he was not a prophet. But Jesus right here says, No, he was a prophet. And if Jesus said it, then I believe it. So John the Baptist... He may not have thought of himself as a prophet, but Jesus surely did think he was a prophet. And it goes on, to, and it goes on here, Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. Jesus calls Johnny B. the greatest ever born. Coming from Jesus, that's probably about the, the, the greatest compliment a man could ever get. The greatest thing that anybody could ever say comes from Jesus himself. And says, he was the greatest among men ever born of woman. Johnny B. was great because he was zealous for the work God had him do. As we continue in John tonight, we're going to close out chapter 3. And our scriptures come from John 3, 22 through 36. So if you would just flip on over there and we'll, we'll finish up John chapter 3 in our study of the book of John. And it says in John 3, starting in verse 22, After these things, Jesus and his disciples come to the land of Judea, and there he remained with them, baptizing them. Now John also baptizing in Anon and Salem, because there was much water there. That's important to remember. And they come and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and they said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy is mine. This joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of earth is earthly and speaks of earth. He who comes from heaven is above all, and what he has seen and heard that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true, for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son, and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides in him. Now, there are many sermons that we could preach out of this passage. Uh, like the fact of there being much water. What does that mean? There's much water. That points to the fact that these waters weren't little streams. They weren't little puddles. But they were deep water so people could be fully submerged in the water. 
That's why John was baptizing there. Full submersion. It speaks of the right way of baptism. Or we could preach uh, about the uh, dispute that was taking place between the disciples and the Jew, or the Jews as some texts read. Maybe even we could, we could teach about them speaking of Jesus baptizing. That's what the passage says. Jesus was there baptizing too, but who was he baptizing? Maybe it was the disciples. Maybe it was the disciples. But where God has led me tonight to focus on, in tonight, these verses, is the best man. You say the best man. Where do you see the best man? That's the man or the friend standing up for the groom. In this passage, that's Johnny B. For application today, that's you and me. In this world we live in today, we need to be Johnny B's. All of us need to be a Johnny B. I hope that after tonight you will too want to be a Johnny B. We watched the video and we have seen Johnny B be portrayed as a man with much zeal for Jesus. And his work was important to him. Even from birth, as we heard on Sunday from Kevin, John's job was to point to Jesus. Job's John was always to point to Jesus. There he is. It's Jesus that are in there. If we, do, if, we, if we do, it loses the excitement, and we can make it boring. But the Bible's not boring, and John the Baptist, he was not a boring guy. But, but it's full of zeal, and it's full of excitement. We look at John 1, where we started out finding out about John the Baptist, where it states, and let's read that with all of its zeal tonight. 1 John 29. 1 John 29, it says, And the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said. After me comes a man who is preferred before me. For he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And then we can read a little further down in, the, in those passages in John 1.35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looked at Jesus as he walked. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Now, I can just see Jesus and, and some of those who had just started following Jesus say, There's old spooky John. There's old creepy John down there again. And every time Jesus walks by with him... He's over there shouting and carrying on. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I mean, every time Jesus walks by, John's pointing out Jesus and telling the world who he is. Jesus, I can see him asking, Jesus, is he going to do this every time? Every time you walk by, is John the Baptist going to shout out? You bet he was. He was ready to. And I bet Jesus was, was sitting there thinking, Yeah, he is every single time because that's his J-O-B. That's his job. That's what he was sent to earth to do was to make straight and point out, behold, the Lamb of God who takes See, these words come from Johnny B. And this is where the, the message comes from tonight. And John answered and he said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him 
from heaven. John the Baptist's mission was given to him by God specifically to point out who Jesus was. You yourselves bear bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. Johnny B., he knew his place. He knew exactly what he was supposed to do. I am the man that stands beside the groom. I am the friend of the groom. I am the best man. Johnny B. knew that. And he was that rock, that unmovable rock that stood there, that stands with the groom. And we all know that, that at any wedding, it's the bride, it's the, it's the groom and the bridesmaids, it's the I say it's the best man and the bridesmaid that stand witness to the wedding. And they're the ones that sign and say, yes, they were married. Johnny B. was that witness for Jesus as he says, it was my joy fulfilled to be that one. It was my joy. Jesus asked us no less. He asked us to do no less. We are to shout and bear witness to who Jesus is is john's life was to point to jesus and was to proclaim him as savior of the world he had no other job but that the forerunner the one to make straight the path of the lord well i'm here to tell you tonight our job is the same thing we now believing in jesus and with all faith in him shout of joy that is within us. And to take up the gospel ministry. You, you, it really can't be said enough. We've heard it so many times. Rob said it. I said it. Kevin said it last week. And I'm saying it again tonight. It can't be said enough. We hear it all the time. It is your job to take up the gospel ministry. That's your only job. Whether you're doing it as a nursery worker, a cook, a teacher, whatever it may be, a sound technician, it doesn't matter. You do it for the purpose of the gospel ministry. Your calling is to share the gospel. The Bible says, how can they hear? The verse is Romans 10, 14. It says, how then can they call on him in whom they have not believed? How And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher. And it goes on to say, how can they preach unless they are sent? We walk by people every day that need to hear the gospel message. Every day we walk by these people. Some of us here tonight do what we're called to do and are commanded to do. Some of us are here being the salt and the light that we're supposed to be. Some of us here are good Christians walking in a good walk as a good Christian. Some will look at your life and they will know that there's something different. But I guarantee you only few are going to ask you about your life. Why are you different? They'll see that you're different, but they're, they're not going to ask you. Not very many will ask you, why are you different? You know, we can't just be a Christian who walks unless we're a Christian who talks too. And this is the most, this is, this is most needed to hear because they won't get it if they're not told. And that's what Johnny B. would have done. What if Johnny B. wouldn't have 
wouldn't have said anything. What if he just come and he just baptized? Didn't say nothing. What would what would have some people got out of that? What would have happened if he would have just pointed as Jesus walked by? They wouldn't have got nothing out of that, would they? What would the outcome have been? Not heard. That means. We need to be using our words. Johnny B. says, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. He wasn't the silent voice. He wasn't the whispering voice. What he did, you know, what did the lame man do when he was healed? What did the leper do when he was healed? What did the deaf man do when he was healed? They put actions to their salvation, and they proclaimed what Jesus did in their lives. They proclaimed what Jesus did in their lives. We need to jump up like the, the lame man and we need to walk that Christian walk and we need to speak how Jesus has cleaned us like the leper from all of our sins. And we need to speak out and shout out like the deaf man did when he received his voice back. These guys were out there proclaiming and we need to be out there proclaiming, Yeah! Look what Jesus has done for me. If this isn't you, then you need to look at your life and, and see if Jesus is alive in you or not. You need to look at your life and inspect your life and see if Jesus is in your heart. Jesus tells us that it is our, in the first passage tonight as we, when we read it, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than than he. Do you want to have greatness in you? Yes, you do. Can you be greater than Johnny B? Yes, you can. All you have to do is proclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior. You might be here tonight and you might be able to say, I am satisfied with Jesus. But you really need to ask yourself, is Jesus satisfied with me? Is Jesus satisfied with me, and I can tell you from where I stand that Jesus could be a whole lot more satisfied. The says this, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, not a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord but of hearing the words of the Lord. You'll find that name is 811. That, my friends, will be a sad day for us who love to tell the story because it will no longer be able to be shared. Won't that be a sad day? But right now is not the case, is it? Right now is not the case. We are still here. We're still able to proclaim God's word. God gives us this little nugget that he gave to Ezekiel, actually, after his wife dies and he has been silent he says on that day your mouth will be open to him who has escaped you shall speak and no longer be mute thus you will be assigned to them and they shall know that I am Lord you know it's my prayer tonight that before we reach that day of famine of hearing God's word that we would all want to be like Johnny B, and we would want to speak. No longer be in our silence, but proclaim, Behold, the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. 
You know, I pray that we are all Johnny B's and that we can all go as we are called and sent to not be silent, to preach so others shall know the Lord. And yet some of you will sit there and say, well, I'm not a preacher. That's not my job. That is your job. And I'm up here telling you right now the word of God says, no, my friend, he must increase, I must decrease. Not that we should step back from what we are doing. And that's not what John the Baptist did. John went on to a different mission of proclaiming what was right in God's eyes. He done pointed to Jesus. Jesus done started his ministry. John backs up. I'm going to, I'm going to keep proclaiming. But I'm going to do, do it in a different direction than Jesus is. And he goes and he does that. We shouldn't be silent. And he makes him more known. He says, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of earthly things. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what? He has seen and heard that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true and we must make the truth known that is if you have received his testimony his salvation if you if you have then done that you will do this as we continue to read for he whom god has sent speaks the word of god he speaks the word of god you have been sent and you are to testify, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. That means we have all received the same amount of the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us gets the same portion of the Holy Spirit as John did, as Jesus did, as any disciple of Christ we have that same measure of the Holy Spirit. The same power that lived and rose Jesus from the grave lives in us, lives in each and every one of us. And it goes on and says, The Father's love of the Son has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. But he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God on him. Let's talk about hell, too, because it's a real place, and God is going to send people there that do not believe in Jesus. They do not have to know God's wrath. They don't have to. And you should feel responsible if there's somebody in your life that doesn't know Jesus because it's just like you're sending them to hell. We need to shout Jesus we need to shout him so that they may believe in him. Let's pray. Father God, tonight I just ask if there's one here, one that's lost, one that doesn't know Jesus, that tonight they will avoid everything that is going to come with your wrath, Father God. We just pray that they would give their life to Christ tonight. They would surrender their lives and give it to Jesus and let Jesus take that life over so they can proclaim the good news of what Christ has done in their life. Jesus, he died for our sins, and Jesus rose again from that grave that we may be risen one of these days to the newness of life in him and everlasting life in heaven. 
And Father, we need to be proclaiming that word. One day soon and very soon, you're going to be coming to get us. And we're going to get to see the King of kings and the Lords of lords, but those who are not found in Christ, they will see the wrath of God. My heart breaks for those that will not get to see the glory of heaven, but have to face the perils of hell. Father, tonight I just pray for our church members that we be a Johnny B and we be the voice that we need to be. Tonight, as we continue, uh, just a prayer. Uh, the altars are open to just to come and just to pour your hearts out. Just to ask him to forgive you of your sins. To ask Jesus to come in your life. If that's just ask you to come. We can show you the scriptures how you can give your life to Christ. For Christian here tonight, these altars are always just to come and give thanks to who God and what he's done in your life. For us not to be thanking him daily for what he's done. He's done the greatest work that can ever be done. And we ought to be thankful for that. It's also open for the Christians who need to come that God makes them more like John the more of a messenger to shout out the news of Jesus Christ. We won't tarry long this evening in a time of prayer or prayer meeting. If you need Jesus, come now. Father God, once again, we just thank you for who you are. Just make us more like John the Baptist. Make us excited and zeal for the things that you're zealful for. We just ask that you just put in our heart for the lost people out there. To let Jesus is. Let them know that they can go called heaven. And they can avoid this call with our time of prayer. And just in and, just, and praises, Father God. And we just love you and thank you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we need prayer for Jennifer Holcutt and her family. Just continue her up. Her mother passed this morning. If you didn't already know that, and not a part of our chain, but just be in prayer. Just comfort them the best you can. Um, Carol Smith, I just preached her husband's funeral a couple weeks ago. She fell and she broke some ribs, got some internal bleeding, and she's in surgery tomorrow. So be in prayer that family again as they did with Carol and, and she's fallen. Is there any other requests tonight? Tonight.